Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've talked on this channel before about drunk driving, and we've talked about all manner of drunk driving arrests, the ones that make the news. Usually somebody blows something way off the charts, you know, 0.59. <laughs> something that sounds medically impossible. Or, or for being uh, piloting a vehicle that uh, doesn't normally get involved in traffic incidents. So here's a headline for you. John sent this to me. It's from News Nation Now, where a friend of mine works uh, over there, a very high up guy. Hey, John, how you doing, my friend? Different John than the one who sent it, by the way. Man riding farm vehicle arrested for second DUI 17 minutes after release from first DUI arrest. So that right there, you'd think, well, <laughs> that contains a couple things, Steve. First of all, it's a farm vehicle. Second of all, it's the two arrests so close together in time. And now we don't have all of the facts because the story is quite short, but we can speculate about some of it, but some of it's going to be kind of like, hmm, not sure. From Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, a man operating a farm vehicle in Pennsylvania was arrested and accused of driving under the influence just 17 minutes after he was released from custody for the very same thing. This is according to Pennsylvania State Police. Jared Weaver wrote this, by the way, for News Nation Now. The driver has been identified as a 49-year-old man from Lancaster, was first taken into custody on the evening of September 16th. So this happened last month. After Pennsylvania State Police say he tried to flee the scene of a crash in a 1974 International Harvester 4000 series. And I assume that that is a tractor. A tractor. International Harvester is a company that many people probably aren't aware of in the sense that if I heard those two words out of context, uh, many people wouldn't know what that means. So, so if I said that and, and said, what's International Harvester? A lot of people go, oh, wait, farm equipment? Yeah, they make farm equipment. But they also do or at least they did, make vehicles that are, you know, road vehicles. They made a vehicle called a Scout, International Scout. They also made a station wagon called a Travelall. We'll talk about that. But the man, they say, was involved in an accident in which he was driving a 1974 International Harvester 4000 series. According to the report, the International Harvester and a Toyota RAV4 we're at a stop sign when the farm vehicle backed into the SUV and then tried to leave the area. The driver of the RAV4 followed behind honking to try and get the operator's attention, police said in a news release. The driver of the tractor later told the police that he had been drinking before getting behind the wheel of his 1974 International Harvester. The suspect was arrested, processed, and released, but he didn't give the officers much time to miss him. Uh, and here's the quote. Approximately 17 minutes after being released from custody, the actor was found to be operating a tractor yet again on the roadway and was placed into custody for a second DUI. Pennsylvania State Police are investigating. No one inside the RAV4 was injured. The vehicle did have moderate damage to the front end, and there was a two-year-old passenger inside who apparently is just fine. I don't think the two-year-old was driving. I think they were a passenger. <laughs> now, one of the biggest question marks you're all going to have, because I have it too, is if the man was drunk, why did they let him out of custody? 
Most of the time, and, and I've mentioned before, I have handled drunk driving cases, not recently, but I used to handle quite a few of them. Most of the time when the police arrest you for drunk driving, they'll actually hang on to you until you are no longer drunk. Then they will let you go. Don't know why they let this guy go, but apparently they let him go to where he went and got back on, I'm guessing, his tractor. And uh, they said, oh, he's still drunk. And they wrote him again. And that strikes me as odd. Now, it might be that when they arrested him, the tractor's by the side of the road. They want someone to go get the tractor and move it. But you wouldn't want him to move it if he's still drunk. So there's obviously a major issue here as to why they let him go. I'm not saying that that absolves the driver of the second drunk driving charge. But if I was a member of the local community, I would raise my hand right about now and say, um, is it really the policy when you arrest people for drunk driving to let them go once the paperwork is done? Or shouldn't you wait until they're actually not drunk anymore? Because, number one, you don't want them driving away. But number two, if they walk out of the police station and they're drunk, they might not be able to take care of themselves properly. So, I mean, I've heard of people who spend a lot of time in a jail cell cooling their heels while their blood alcohol level dropped over time. But I told you we'd talk about the travel law. And I think it's, I think it's time I told you a family story. And, you know, every family out there has got stories in it that, you know, are legend in that family and may not be known to people who didn't know that family when the time frame was appropriate. But I can tell you that my father uh, was married to my mother and had six children, which put him in a position to try to calculate how do you haul around this family of eight. Two adults, six kids, eight people. You're going to go to church, eight people. You're going to go on vacation, eight people, and a cat. So how do, how, do you, how do you cart around that many people back in the early 1960s? And so my father did a lot of research on all kinds of things back then, and, and he researched and found out there's a company called International, International Harvester. And they made vehicles, including a station wagon called a travel all. Travel all. You want to go traveling with all your family? Get a travel all. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, lo- the slogan they use, but that, that's basically it. And if you look up a travel all, uh, and I don't have any photographs of the family travel all because this is not something I, I think back fondly on for the most part. <laughs> it looks like a big ambulance crossed with a big ugly hearse, crossed with like uh, something you'd see in like, I don't know, behind the Iron Curtain in the 1950s, uh, made by a company whose name you couldn't pronounce. The travel law was just this big monstrosity that was just this ugly vehicle. And my family had two of them. And I believe it was a 1962 and a 1968. Now, the 62 was white. The 68 was goldish bronze colored. And the vehicle had, uh, you know, enough room in it to jam in eight people. And I remember going on vacation Mom and dad sitting up front, six kids spread out in the back with all our junk, a lot of stuff on the roof, and a cat. And uh, I remember being carted around in the travel hall. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Some neighbor kids who thought it kind of entertaining to see our family driving around in this big monstrosity, and I don't remember anybody else I ever knew whose family owned an international travel hall. 
Uh, you would never see them in the road. They didn't make that many of them. And I don't think they were that popular amongst like city dwellers. I, I think it was mainly people who owned international harvester tractors might go, oh, I like their tractor. I'll, build one, I'll buy one of their vehicles. The Scouts were cool. The International Scout is a very cool vehicle. Uh, those were cool. But the travel all, not so much. And somewhere along the line, one of our neighbors dubbed it the Lado Mobile. The Lado Mobile. And so I would hear from people say, oh, we saw the Lado Mobile yesterday. And I may have been in it, might not have been in it. My mom may have been driving it someplace without me in it. But it became known as the Lado Mobile. Kids at school, oh, how'd you get to school today? You come in the Lado Mobile? <laughs> Kid needs a ride home from school, wants to go with me. Uh, is your mom coming to pick you up in the Lado Mobile? Can I have a ride? <laughs> the Lado Mobile. And now, here's the thing. Batmobile, sounds cool, right? Lado Mobile, not so much. Uh, it was more uh, a term of, uh, I can't say derision, uh, not quite that harsh. But it was, it was a, a point of comedy uh, among the people who knew me and my brother's. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you show up someplace and other people are driving up in, in, in <laughs> cars built by the big three in and around Detroit. Uh, and we pull up in the Lado Mobile. I don't know where the thing was built. It was American made, obviously, but uh, where it was built, I don't know. But it was designed by somebody who probably spent the rest of their days designing tractors and things. And International Harvester makes great stuff. And by the way, both of the Lado Mobiles, Travelalls, both of them ran really, really well. And so it wasn't a matter of like tons of maintenance or tons of work or, or, oh my gosh, that thing was a nightmare. No, they both ran really, really well, really well. And as a result of that, I spent a lot of time driving around in the Latomobile. Uh, I never got a chance to drive it. I never drove the Latomobile. Um, and I, 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 but I had, uh, you know, thousands of hours riding in it. Uh, I spent many trips up the Upper Peninsula and back, uh, crossing the Mackinac Bridge, for instance, uh, in the Latomobile, in the back, far in the back. And uh, the thing seemed so big that when you're sitting way in the back, <laughs> it was hard to get a message up to the front, especially with all the boys in the car. So don't get me wrong. I get a lot of memories coming back that are very, very fond of that vehicle. But I also think back and go, okay, that's right, though. My friends would say, hey, I saw the Latomobile yesterday in downtown Birmingham. And it was. There's no way that they were mistaken. There was only one of them probably in like a 10-county area, if that. And I recently went out to lunch with my dad, and I asked him, I said, by the way, how did that ever come about that you bought travel walls? Like, like, like I don't remember there even being an international harvester dealer. And he just said, he said, I was, I was doing research, and I needed a vehicle to cart around six kids and my wife and myself, and I was trying to think of what's the biggest, roomiest thing I could find. And he goes, somewhere along the line, I saw an article about the international travel law. And he goes, it looked, it looked spacious. I knew that international made uh, heavy-duty stuff. And he goes, I thought that would be appropriate. And he goes, so I made some phone calls. And he goes, he bought the first one when my family still lived in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And he actually called to a dealer down, I think, in Grand Rapids. But I could be wrong about that. But a dealer in the Lower Peninsula. And he asked the guy, do you have one in stock? The guy said, yes, because what do you want for it? And they negotiated a price. And my dad said, well, here's the deal. I'm in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I'm several hours away from you. Um, can we work something out where you can like, bring it to me or we can meet halfway? And I believe that's what happened back in the old days. And so both that shows you what dealers would do back in the old days to sell a car, but also if you're an international dealer, 
<laughs> somebody calls because I want to buy a travel wall over the phone, you will jump through hoops to complete that sale. So that's the international travel wall story from 1968, 1962 are the model years of those two vehicles. But here it's a 1974 International Harvester 4000 Series. But the guy made the news not simply because he got arrested on a farm vehicle while intoxicated, allegedly. But 17 minutes after being released, he was arrested a second time. And like I said, it does raise questions about the policies of the Pennsylvania State Police letting someone go who may have had too much alcohol in their system to man a vehicle. Man riding farm vehicle arrested for second DUI, 17 minutes after release from first DUI. And that's from NewsNationNow.com. Jared Weaver wrote it. John sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. It is what it is.